You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back to Live Wild Radio. This episode brought to you by Great Lakes Gearia, our favorite kettlebell people. Uh, fitness is something we're going to talk about today. Um, and, you know, nothing is better for your fitness than setting up a home gym. So for all of your gym needs, whether it is kettlebells, which are our favorite, dumbbells, bands, barbells, all that stuff. Uh, how much is the discount, Catherine? 10%. If you go to greatlakesgearia.com and order anything, use promo code LIVEWILD and save 10% on your order. That is awesome. And they've got like some free shipping promos going on, which for shit that weighs a lot is kind of important. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, and you'll see why having a home gym is so important um, during this episode. Uh for those of you who have been longtime listeners, uh, we welcome you back. Um, we've been gone for a little while. Uh, it's been a busy bunch of months. Um, you know, we're running into the thing where, uh, you know, Live Wild Radio is kind of like a side thing. But we have family and we have jobs and... Uh, Unwanted executorship roles. Yep. <laughs> in in states and things. and we had to, to deal with. Yeah. And had to become like legally literate yeah that's a good way to put it legally literate um yeah so we've plus we've <laughs> so far this year been to disney and mexico uh yeah we're winston's losing his edge yeah I, i'm i'm the badass adventure guy now uh you know what i will say at disney though um i am the oldest of the bunch and i am the only one that didn't have sore feet or blisters I didn't have I didn't have sore feet or blisters. At Disney? No. Sore knees. Yeah, but but they're you know the kids had blisters, you know. Yeah. Um, you just had blisters in Mexico. Yeah, it was uh, it was really embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> For all my backpacking hiking experience, I should have known. Just walking around, not cotton it, socks in hot in, hot weather. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like it was stupid. Catherine's feet were brutal. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so lots have been going on and uh, had some health issues, um, big ones uh, with my knees. My knees have, yeah. Um, this is a very appropriate episode um, because our focus, my focus right now, both of ours has always been health and fitness, but now more than ever. And we think a lot of people need this kind of um, perspective and insight and, and some tips and tricks and and it's actually something, by the way, that we're going to be offering more details on. In fact, um, this today's episode is called Turning Back the Clock. Um, you know, we're talking about just because you are your age doesn't, most people tend to biologically are older. Yeah. And there's no reason for that, really. No, you um, should be younger than your birth certificate says, internally. Right. Right. You, you What you want is to look... From the neck down, because there's not a lot you can do, you know, with the gray hair and the face, uh, other than the Botoxes and stuff, which is horrendous. Uh, but from the neck down, you, you know, if you're middle-aged or older, you should look 20 years younger than you are. Um, that is sort of the, the goal I have, right? When I'm 90, I'm a fit 70-year-old. 
like, you know, I look like a wizened gnome in my face, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, you know, something from Harry Potter, but, uh, you know, from the neck down, I want to be able to do shit. Uh, and one of the things that sort of led to this, right? Like obviously anybody who's listened knows that I'm a personal trainer, um, outside of, you know, the outdoorsy stuff. Like that's sort of one of my businesses. Um, and so we talk about it, you know, semi-regularly. You know, I think our first one was Barbells and Backpacks had a train for backpacking. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I've run into over the last six months or so is the number, in, in my case, it's, it's men I've been talking to, but, you know, I, I think this probably applies to women as well. People who are unhappy with how they feel, um you know, used to be vital, vibrant, energetic, you know, kind of butt kickers at life. Uh, And they run into the thing where they're just like, what happened to me? Um, And on the one hand, like, I feel bad, uh, you know, but on the other, it's like, hey, come here. I can show you how not to do that anymore. <laughs> like how to feel better. Yeah. Right. And it, it's been so prevalent uh, because I, like I talk to the public all the time, right. You know, working in an outdoor store, mm. right. We, you know, I run into probably hundreds of people a day. Um, and you know, we just end up having conversations and the amount of time or amount of times I'm hearing this, right. It's like, ah, oh, man, I don't even have energy to play with my kids. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, or, like, uh, by the time I've got grandkids, I'm not going to be able to pick them up. And they don't have, like, it's not like they've been in some big car accident or, mm-hmm. you know, anything like that. It's just that inevitable decline that happens with age unless you proactively do something about it. Right? Yeah, because you were saying that by the time you're 30, for every decade that goes by, you yeah. lose what percentage of your muscle? Uh, about 5%. Yeah. Um, Women, it's a tiny bit lower, but they have less muscle to begin with. So, you know. Um, And so you run into that thing where, you know, two decades. So now you're 50. Well, that's 10% of your muscle mass. has just gone away. And the less muscle mass you have, the less strength you have. You know, and also you run into the thing where the less muscle you have, the lower your metabolism is going to be. You know, like there's all of these... Uh, you know, sort of second order effects that come from a decrease in muscle mass, right? The less muscle you have, the easier you get fat or the harder it is to burn fat. Um, you know, so it's one of these things where getting on top of these, um, the, there's sort of two approaches. One is never lose muscle and never get fat, right? That's the ideal, Mm-hmm. Right. You don't have to like ever go on a diet if you've never gotten fat. Right. Um, but then the second and this is the part that I I see so much hope in is um, you look at studies that have been done on elderly in nursing homes. Mm-hmm. They get them strength training. They double their strength in six weeks. Yeah. Right. So if somebody, gains. yeah, but if somebody in their seventies or eighties yeah. can still make progress, yeah. if you're 40, you're 50, you know, even 60. Absolutely. Like I, I remember when my mom, um, 
was recovering from a, a, a chemotherapy um, for breast cancer, and it took her put her in ICU. Like she conflicted with her. They didn't know that she had rheumatoid arthritis, so it just totally went against all that. Anyway, so she was in ICU, um, passed away. They brought her back. Um, but she was in the bed, hospital bed for about a month, mm-hmm. and she didn't have a lot of strength to begin with, so she couldn't walk. But it was incredible that the physiotherapy that they gave her, which was, of course, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember how long it took. This was about 10 years ago, but... She walked out of there faster and better than she did walking in, mm-hmm. like even when she was fine, yeah. you know, so it was amazing to see that progress. And I always try to remind her, um, see what you can do, even when you're, as you're saying, in a very poor state. Yeah. So there's newbie gains for everybody, regardless of your age. Um, and I get the whole thing of lifting, trying to lift up your kids. I remember 10 years ago, I couldn't do that. Um, I was, I don't know, 230 pounds and had not worked out ever, not strength trained. You know, I'd done yoga um, three days a week, actually, which was really quite good because it was body weight um, and it was a more not relaxing yoga, it was power yoga. So that was good, it was something. And even that helped me with my neck issues. I remember I I was seeing a chiropractor like three days a week and, um, you know, it didn't do anything for me. It didn't work for me, but when I did yoga, that seemed to work itself out. So... Exercise, exercise all around is really important. Um, and most recently, uh, let, let's talk a bit about <laughs> exercise is really important, but just to give you a bit of background on myself and my perspective. So not everybody knows this. Um, so again, as I mentioned, um, it was really not until Winston and I got together about eight years ago that I started strength training. And it was out of desperation because of the situation with my my knees. I was told they were in really bad shape, um, bone on bone, the right knee, would need a, need a knee replacement. I'm ideal candidate for it, but I was at the time, I was only 40, way too young, mm-hmm. need to be ideally 60. And my life back then was very difficult walking downstairs. When I encountered that, that's when I knew there was a problem um, that I needed to deal with. And I just started, I went to him and I was ready. I was ready to do something because it had to get better. And um, I prioritized myself over my, I guess my kids were like, I don't know, four and two and a half. And at the time I was going through a separation. The point is, is it's very difficult, especially as a mom. I think a lot of mothers don't like to spend time on themselves. But given that I was already co-parenting half already half the time with them or without them, when I did have them, it was hard for me to make that decision to go to the gym mm-hmm. with you and put them in daycare because that meant when they came home, they were going straight to bed. It was already evening, mm-hmm. dinner in bed. So, but it was the best thing I did. And I think the one thing that I remembered that's important as a motivator, because I'm all about motivation, <laughs> and that's another big factor in success, I think for a lot of people, maybe not as much as Winston and other people are just ready to just do the shit, the, the workout. Um, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of other factors that really motivate me. And, and knowing that I was being a role model for the kids um, and them seeing that, that that sacrifice of not spending time with them was important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, today now they're 11 and 10. And, and I would work, say they, work out, they work out with us. And, in fact, they're pissed off if they can't, if there's some reason, you know, that they can't, cannot. And I'm so happy that and actually the pandemic allowed us to work out with us and create our own home gym because otherwise we would have just continued to go 
to the gym. They wouldn't mm-hmm. be working out with us. Yeah. Now we do it together. It's a family affair. But um, I'm just trying to paint this picture that I was in a very poor state. Started just using body weight for squats and one-legged, um, um, what do you call it, lunges? Yeah. You know, just things like that. And the first set sucked. The second set, oh, not so bad. The third set's like, oh, wow, that's great. It was just... I started to have these aha moments. We were getting everything firing, like it working. Yeah, and, and I, you know, there's such little awareness about the body and what warming up is. It's not just getting warm. It's actually getting things firing yeah. to work, to wake up. Neurological adaptations. Yeah, I had no idea. This was all new to me, and it mm-hmm. wasn't until we did certain exercises and training regimens that were like, oh, my God. You know, this should have been hard. And at the end, it was so easy because your body was woken up. Mm. So especially as you age, now you add that on top of it. You know, things aren't, and, and you're out of touch. If you don't use it, you lose it. And I had another example last year where I was in phenomenal shape, the best shape of my life, the lightest, the strongest, everything. And because I'd been living in a house with no stairs for a year, um, I was going downstairs one day and I'm like, oh my God. I'm having trouble here. <laughs> this reminds me, rewind eight years ago mm-hmm. when I had trouble going downstairs. I'm like, this hurts and this is hard. Holy shit. Yeah. And it just reminded me, if you don't use it, you lose it. doesn't matter what kind of shape you're in. So you got to really look at everything well-rounded, but we're not trying to complicate things here. All we're trying to do is share a little bit of our story. So I'm, you know, I was fairly new at it and I've learned a lot. I think I know a lot more than most people today because of my training Because I never shut up. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Eventually, some of it will sink in. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, Winston, when he had a bike shop, I knew him back in the day. And um, I don't know, 15 years ago, I uh, was training for cycling. And that was really phenomenal. What I liked about it was how efficient it was. And I remember after the first month, uh, we did a little bit of a test at the beginning, like a little yeah. CrossFit, you know, yeah, circuit. circuit. And I remember it took me like eight minutes. And then at the end of the month, it took me four. And both times I wanted to throw up. But to achieve that massive improvement, improved time was really exciting for me. And I was hooked and I wanted to see what was next. So um, I can say what Winston knows, like, and he's helped not only myself, but our friends, Ryan and Kirsten, you know, giving mm-hmm. them some tips and whether it be about supplements, about improving your mood and your energy, things that could really help you, some low hanging fruit. And with Ryan, he's really come a long way with his workouts using kettlebells and primarily that and strength training. It's basically kettlebells and body weight. Yeah, you can see the difference. And even in myself a couple of years ago or last year, you could see it as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um but um, so since my mom's passing in July, um, it was pretty stressful for me. And I fell off the bandwagon, I think, even leading up to her death. I, we didn't know she was dying. Um, and it was pretty sudden, but she was. And, um, you know, there was a lot of visits, a lot of doctors, and um, a lot of Tim Hortons yeah. along the way. <laughs> Seriously, that's yeah. kind of, you know, at that point, you're on just trying to go. Um, so a lot of bad habits, eating habits mainly, and then loss of activity. Um, and then overall just continued working from home, um, a lot of stress, but I think working from home and the move for me, things kind of just change. I say, I remember a lot about my environment Mm -hmm. 
really affects how much walking I will do and exercise. And then you moved in with me and that's been huge. I mean, I work out less with what I hardly work out with you because in the past you came over. All right, let's work out. Because me coming over to work out was a a thing. It was a motivation for me. It was part of the, it was part of what we were doing together. Now, yeah, now I just, <laughs> it's really interesting. Like this is the psychology and I, and I think a lot of people do connect to this. Mm-hmm. Maybe not this exact scenario that it plays out in your life, but um, I, so now Ryan comes over <laughs> three days a week. We try and do that at lunch. And I tell you, if he didn't come over those days, I probably wouldn't work it, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. So this, this is the, it, it's an interesting thing because as a trainer, one of the the things for me is figuring out a person's psychology, right? Because I can write the best program in the world, but if you don't do it, it doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Right? It's better to get you to do 70% regularly than perfect never. Yeah. You know, so whatever types yeah. of things that get people active doing it, right? Because you, you like coming up with an optimal longevity program, um or optimal muscle building program, or optimal anything. No problem. I could write that shit all day long. But if it either takes too much time for you to do, or yeah. you, you just don't do it. And, and I think, you know, as we pivot and go more in this direction, go in this direction, helping others, that'll be a strong focus that I'll be making sure we include is is a person's environment, managing your environment, mm. right? Whether it be, and I've talked about this on my other transformation episode, I yeah. think, where I talked about, you know, talking to the people in your life to support you yeah. and what that support looks like. And it might be that, you know, on these days from this time to this time, mom needs to go out and work out. And that means no interruptions, you know, it's non-negotiable. Or I need you to you know, be supportive of that and encourage mm-hmm. me. So I don't feel guilty. I'm not spending time with you or say, Hey mom, are you going to go do this? And, you know, just make that a part of the plan. Yeah. Certainly scheduling is huge. Me tying it to like others, social, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's a kind of like an accountability thing, but I try and I don't rely on just one person. I try and tag myself or attach myself to as many people as possible for different things. Now today I rode yeah. and I did it. It's cause I love it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you doing cardio, like bike rides aren't an issue. Uh, it is at the beginning. I will say like the first get out the door. It's like, eh. you gotta get kitted up and I don't know. It's just like, but when I do it, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And I feel like a kid. I feel so good. I pop in really good. And I, I do a lot to music or podcasts. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, you know, but I'm very mindful and often very concerned about safety. So today I wear a bright yellow you know, yeah. vest. I've got my earphones at. Don't my, go in your ear. Yeah. So it's the Bose uh, Open Shock. Is that what it is? They're not Bose. Sorry. What is it? Uh, the Shocks. Um, like the Open Move. That's it. Yeah. So I use those because they just sit on the outside of my ear so I yeah, can they're hear. A, they're a bone conduction earphone. So they vibrate your jawbone and that's where you hear versus just in, in your ear. So yeah. you can, your ear's not obstructed, so you can hear. You can hear all around you. So from a safety perspective, you well, know. Well, they're great for bike riding, walking. Yeah, yeah. And yet people, you know, not wearing big, you know, your um, pop cans are big, yeah. you know, on your ears and people are targeting you as a woman, you yeah. know. 
being concerned about that. So yeah, I felt great. And it's, you know, and it's, I used to, I used to, and I need to get back into this because even walking is so important and, and we'll get in and talk about the different kinds of levels of exercise, but that could be our fifth one actually is just low level mobility or it's not mobility, but low level activity. Yeah. Cause like I, walking. cause that's actually exactly how I prescribe. Yeah. Right. A little bit of, you know, in the grand scheme of things, a little bit of strength, right? You know, if you look at my own, like if I'm doing my minimalist program, it's three half an hour sessions a week, right? My minimalist program. Mm -hmm. If I'm doing, well, actually it can even be less, but like I'm talking personally what I do. Um, When I'm doing, you know, my more maximal program it's half an hour six days a week but it's a fucking half an hour in my own house right right but you're talking about strength training. i'm talking about just yes but the, walking. but but that's what i'm talking about a little bit of strength a chunk of cardio a lot of activity and that's walking yeah right and so, by that we mean just to be very clear with people how many steps in a day should be targeting. I, I w- basically i want 10 to 16 yeah thousand yeah Right. Like yeah. si- like we look at the studies, 16 and higher is optimal. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and 10,000, what that translates into is about two hours of walking a day, something yeah. like that, which is quite doable. I mean, if you have pets and things, you know, you go three times a day and then plus all the other walking, boom, you're, you, you've hit yeah. it. Not hard. And, and so going back to that for a second, and we'll promise you we'll get into the how. Um, and by the way, at the end of this episode, or you can download and see the link, there will be a link to download a free guide on turning back the clock. On livewildradio.com. And it's the how. It's very specific takeaways. And it's got a bunch of the whys too. And basically, um, I guess we'll talk about it now since I just did. Um, we're going to cover off the five areas or so. So the low-level activity that we just talked about, activity, mm-hmm. right? So walking, just steps. Yep. We're going to talk about strength and muscle. Yeah. We're going to talk about um, cardio, mobility, and balance. Yeah. Those are the five The five things. pillars of and we're gonna a talk, healthy life. Yeah, critical. And then we're going to talk about what's minimum, what, what, how did you put it? So your minimal m- dose. minimum dose and your optimal dose. Yeah. Like the optimal dose. He's going to actually give you specifics. So that's what um, you can download for free. Yeah. And um, that'll be a nice little cheat sheet for you. Yeah. And, and we're going to have it set up. Like, And obviously, we're not specifically. There's going to be lots and lots of free content. But for people who do want to get, you know, personalized programs, all of that, you'll be able to do that through our website as well. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, the, the idea comes in is... If you only use the free resources we put on our website, mm-hmm. you will be able to make life-changing uh, effects. Yeah, you will. Um, but then if you're like Ryan and you're like, uh, trying to figure out exactly what to put together is too complicated. Just tell me what to do. Uh, we can consult and all that kind of jazz yeah. and we got you covered. Well, you know, and, and one of the things that we want to do too is have some um, uh, webinars um, some free ones, um, you know, that we can just talk to people. People can ask questions yeah. and we can pick a topic. Um, I think it'd be great to have a whole session on, uh, we haven't decided in what format, um, you know, whether it be paid or what, but basically some people want to go down the rabbit holes and understand fitness philosophy, mm-hmm. right? Kind of like when I explained earlier about the warm ups, what 
you know, the mind, the, the muscle nervous system connection. Yeah. Right. It's a thing. Um, a lot of the aha moments you get from working out and why, um, you know, when you work out, you should never really be working to your maximal effort. Except for occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> but a lot of people, that's what they go in to do. Yeah. And then you they know, burn their nervous system. A lot of people go to CrossFits, like, and we're CrossFit training. We were kind of against that because, you know, number one, it promotes competition. People often going in aren't ready for that. Um, they're not well versed unless you're an athlete that's been training for a while. Should yep. you, and, and even still, if you're picking up something new, you, this competitive spirit is not, it's conducive to injuries is what yeah. it's conducive to. Because <laughs> yeah. people are, not to say that you can't get there, but the idea of timing yourself, that again, to my point of maximal effort and how fast can you do something, you're going to get hurt if you're not ready for it. Yes. Yeah. That's the caveat. Um, if you're not ready for yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit of hard, right? Um, it's like, think of it as like cooking. The super high intensity, I feel like I'm like gonna like wheeze up a lung or my muscles are on fire. That's just like the sprinkles on top, mm. right? Just going in and just putting the work in, right? And being able to do it again tomorrow is the ice cream on your Sunday. Yeah. Remember when I did the 10,000 kettlebell swing? Challenge, swing yeah. Swing challenge. Um, and to break that down, I did that in a month. Did and each week 500 I did, swings a day, five days a week for four weeks. Right. Took me a half hour. And I did it at a weight that was easier for me. But obviously, if you're doing 500 in a half hour, you're, at first you're tired. But you get massive gains in the first two, three. The first ones, your arms are going to fall off. But you, you adapt. By the end of it, you are so like... Just a machine. You're kind of bored. It's almost meditative. So yeah. you hope that you've got good music or something and you just do it. And that in itself gave me massive gains. And I, I, I speak about this example because it was ultimately easy for me at the end and throughout. Yeah. Whereas you had the it was It was more of a mind um, challenge yeah. of boredom than it was of anything else. Yeah. Whereas, but the first workout, you had the highest heart rate I've ever seen you have. Oh, Yeah. Right, you were and my the, grip. You yeah. were in the 190s, and you couldn't hold on to the kettlebell. Yeah, and towards the you know like the fourth week, and you're I, just like a guy, you know the one of those like like birds you'd put on the bird feeder that just looks like it's <laughs> dipping in the water. Yeah, and I could have, and I I think I even went up a weight. The challenge I had was with my um, I had a tendon problem with my hand from climbing or jujitsu. So, anyways, I couldn't go up and wait. Um, I had to watch that. Long story short is basically that simple, easy at the end is what it was for me. Yeah. Uh, program did massive gains. Yeah. And when I jumped on a bike, mountain biking in, in April uh, a couple of years ago, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe how agile I feel and how easy this is and what this gave me in cardio and strength and a whole bunch of areas. Yeah. So, you know, a program to my point doesn't have to be, you know, kick you in the gut keel over, die, sore muscles every at all. No, no, no it never does. And, and you In the beginning, in you the beginning, shouldn't have any of that because you're not skilled enough to push yourself that hard. You're not. And if you have a bit of muscle soreness, that's that's normal. Fine. That's fine. But to be in a situation where you can't walk and you feel like, you know, or, or like your butt hurts sitting on the toilet or it's just too much. And and who wants that anyways? Yeah. I know I didn't. So that's not what kept me coming back. Often what kept it was very funny because when you gave me workouts, I'm like, that's it. You know, like, yeah. 
you just watch. And and I think what gave me satisfaction was seeing, because I recorded um, my weights and mm-hmm. I saw the progress of how much more I was doing or how much more weight I was pressing or whatever, yeah. right, that I could do. You're like, oh, it is working. Yeah. So that to me was interesting, but um, um, I, yeah. But then let's take it back to the health thing because – you know, one of the cool things is over the last bunch of years, you've had a bunch of blood panels done. Yeah. And you're 48 now. Yeah. Your, like, uh, all of your blood markers are good. Your blood pressure's good. Well, they've always been pr- pretty decent, no? Um, basically, your. A few of like your blood sugar markers early on when you were more overweight. Really? Were they w- higher? They were. They weren't the greatest. Mm. Right? So that's improved. Because when you build some muscle and you use it, yeah. you improve insulin sensitivity. Huh. Yeah. And I am predisposed to diabetes, according to uh, me. 23, 23 and me. me. Yeah. Yeah. 43%. And I did a little quiz like, where I gave my age, my weight, and it said how much, what I eat and smoke and all that, or what I don't do, you know. And then exercise, and it said I have a four between exercise, I think, and weight. I can't remember what had the greatest impact. I think it was the exercise actually. Mm-hmm. It went from eight to four percent chance of getting it because of my lifestyle, and that's what we're talking about. Yeah, is lifestyle. Yeah, and you said this, or Doctor Atia, Peter Atia, yeah, said the best. What did he say? I like. He said basically, and because he's a. a medical doctor at MD who over the last decade has moved his whole practice into longevity. So he has a longevity clinic, you know, they do it's basically everything from like exercise to blood panel, you know, all this stuff. But he's, he's one of the world's foremost experts on longevity. And he said like, as a doctor, there is no prescription medication, um, that I can give you that will have as big of an effect on, you know, all-cause mortality, like improving your chances of staying alive and improving your quality of life than exercise, right? Let's, yeah, let's talk about quality of life. Yeah, because basically there's, there's lifespan and health span. Yeah. Lifespan is just how long till the switch is switched, right? You're, you're off. You know, the computer doesn't have power anymore. Um, but health span... Like, it's one thing to live to be 90. But if the last 20 years are shit, right? You can barely move. You're in pain all the time. Then your health span is only 70 years, you know? Um, And the goal we have, and the goal of everybody uh, in the fitness space for adults (laughs) that isn't, you know, nice butts and six-pack abs you know, the, the 25 year olds, um, their whole, uh, and, and our whole drive is to make your lifespan and your health span both longer, right? And try to get your health span as close to your lifespan as possible. Would you agree that, cause I've seen this in my mom, but I don't know if this is across the board, you decreasing your mobility, and she did towards the end of her life around mm-hmm. 400 steps a day. You're gonna die. Yeah. 
can you just elaborate on that? Well, so it, it ends up being um, a, a chicken and the egg kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Because why are you moving less, right? It's because you're unable to move. And then why are you unable to move? It's because you moved less. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we, we look like outside of heart disease, stroke, cancer, right? Those are the big three killers, um, you know, and neurodegenerative diseases. You know, one of the biggest things that, that people run into uh, is uh, things like falls, mm-hmm. right? And if you're fairly frail, you don't have a lot of muscle mass left because it's been decreasing over those decades. Um, a, you don't have the fast twitch muscle fibers to catch yourself from a fall, so you don't even hurt, get hurt, right? Um, but then when you do get injured, you break a bone. Um, your odds, like if you break a hip, if you're over 70, if you break a hip, you're... Odds of surviving the next year are 50-50. Mm, even the rehabilitation is so long and, and you sitting down even doing less. Yeah. And you just don't have a lot of slack in the system, right? Yeah. You don't have a lot of reserves left. Yeah. Um, if you have somebody with bigger muscles, because mm-hmm. if you think about it this way, and most people, it's one of those things that makes total sense when you explain it to somebody, but most people never think about it. Obviously, your body has a way of storing fat, right? Body fat. Mm-hmm. Um, your body has a way of storing um, carbohydrate in the form of liver and muscle glycogen, mm-hmm. right? There's carbs in your muscles and carbs in your liver. Well, the only way your body can store protein is in your muscles, right? And so when your body needs amino acids for immune system function, repair, da da da, it pulls it out of your muscles. Like if you didn't have oh, it didn't just eaten. Yeah. So you run into the thing where your muscles are in addition to the nice shapely things that give you the strength to move stuff and move yourself around, they're also your amino acid storage within your body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you run into the Again, thing. Again, for immune system and what else? Um, basically, like your body uses amino acids for like a ton of different things, mm. right? So, it, you know, basically if you're injured you're going to get a lot of muscle breakdown, healing, mm-hmm. right? And then they're going to atrophy because you're not moving as well. Mm-hmm. So if, let's say, uh, there's a threshold where if your muscles go below a certain size and strength, you can't walk. Mm-hmm. Well, if you get injured, and let's we're going to call that number, it's just a theoretical thing here. But that we're going to call that number five. If, if you're, the size of your muscles go below five, uh, you can't walk. So the person who has, you know, uh, a muscle size of 10 and then their muscle shrinks by five because of the injury, mm-hmm. right? Because of atrophy mm-hmm. and, and, you know, your body using amino acids for immune system function and all that kind of thing. They lose five muscle size, you know, our arbitrary, you know, unit of measure here. Well, they're down to the point they can't walk. Mm -hmm. But now if your muscle size was 15, you lose five, you still got five Mm -hmm. before you can't walk. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's that idea. Like if you get somebody who's like not a giant bodybuilder, that's not what we're talking about. But you can put on 10 or 15 pounds of muscle 
and you just look fit, right? You put on a ton of muscle since I met you, mm-hmm. but you don't look like a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. right? I have a fair amount of muscle on me, right? Right? You see me in a tight t-shirt, you go, oh, that guy's got some shoulders, mm-hmm. but I'm not going on bodybuilding stage, you know, mm-hmm. not that mm-hmm. kind of size, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, like Ryan's put on muscle, mm-hmm. right? It's noticeable. It's like, oh, look, you got arms, you got some shoulders. Mm-hmm. He's still not a bodybuilder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people... Uh, uh, Women often worry that they don't want, you know... I, I, that one I, just makes me, oh, my belly hurts. I laugh so much. <laughs> well, I don't want to touch... I don't want to get too big. <laughs> it's like every guy who's busting their ass trying to get too big can't get too big. Yeah. And then I'm constantly hearing women go, uh, you know, like like somehow like you touch a weight and you're going to get the cooties. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden it's like you touched a, a dumbbell yeah. and like muscles are popping out everywhere. Yeah. You couldn't get them even if you want to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, like that idea of being too bulky. Yeah. Right. It's just it ain't going to happen. You have to work your ass off for a little bit. You know, like don't worry that you're going to get. You know what I think it is with women? I think it's the pump. I think like say you've been doing something with your arms and you get this pump and you're like, but if I keep doing this, because they're fat, right? Like, say, yeah. They say that they carry the fat and the muscle and they're like, if I keep doing this, my arms are going to get bigger. They don't realize there's body recomposition that's happening that will happen. Yeah. You know, because you know. my arms got really um, sleek and muscular. Yeah. Right. When you got rid of the fat. But I do remember that when I first started. Actually, that's what got you really, my arms are bigger than yours. Yeah. <laughs> so that's actually what got you, uh, you know. Actually doing some arm training. Yeah, because you're like, wait a second. <laughs> you know. That's not cool. Um, I, I think that's, because I actually got was worried about that myself. I'm like, what? You know, but then I just kept at it and, and I saw the weight coming off. I'm like, oh, there they are. There's yeah. a nice long. Sleek muscles. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, it's a thing. There's a difference between adding some muscle mass so you're healthier. Yeah. Right? You're metabolically healthier. You're functionally healthier. You can move better. You're less likely to get injured. You haven't had the decrease in fast twitch muscle fibers um, that happens with aging, right? Because you've used them or lose them, right? Yeah. Um, All of those things. Like, and that's why, you know, I'm such a big fan of the kettlebell swing. Yeah. It makes you snappy. It's like a jump without any impact. So that's why I think in that um, article, Turning Back the Clock, that we're going to make e-book. available for... Not an article. It's Sorry, e-book. The, e-book, the e-book. That, I'm late. It's even got a cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The e-book that you're going to make, uh, we're going to make available for download um, is if you put in there, like, you'll have the key things about the fast twitch muscle, which is probably all these, uh, basically the five areas that we talked about covers mm-hmm. off what you need to be to be um, not lacking. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's that's really important because I think people look at it and go, wow, where do I start? Do I have to get back on the monkey bars with my kids? Or it's like, no. Yeah, yeah, you do. It's good for you. That's good for you too. <laughs> Basically, anything that you can't do, embrace it because you will get very good at it quick if you just keep at it. Mm-hmm. That's actually really interesting. Yeah, because think of this. How many times in a movie have you seen like somebody's hanging from a ledge by their fingertips? Happens in movies all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Could you pull yourself up and get back up over the ledge? Like, I will contend I, that in movies, being able to do pull-ups, like move your body weight, yeah. you know, with your arms yeah. and everything, yeah. is a survival trait. 
<laughs> I will say that I did a, a body um, test assessment a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I did push-ups with my hands. Was it at my temples? Yeah. Or higher? Yeah. And or... I did a push-up. Like, not like a butt first. <laughs> no. No, I'm talking like the whole body in one unit pushed up. And she's like, good for you. I was pretty proud of that. So I equate that to my uh, ledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. You know. Because you're saying by your, that that's like a rock climbing move. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know. You know, but but the fact is, is like, um, one of the things, like a lot of the guys I've been talking to, right? Um, one of the things that sort of is recurring is like, kind of like, I want to feel like a man again. You know, I want to feel like like I can do shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, I, one guy is like, yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I used to be, you know, just kind of like an adventurous guy, da 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 da. Well, now I find out like I'm, you know, like if I'm around a bunch of young guys, like I'm scared, mm. right? It's like I know I couldn't hold my own anymore, right? Like if people want to go do something, it's like, uh. You know, and and be smart. Like, don't, you know, throw yourself into stuff that's going to get you hurt. Like, I'm very judicious about that, right? Like, there's certain things I don't do anymore because the risk to reward ratio isn't there, right? Risking the injury is not worth the amount of fun I'm going to have, mm-hmm. right? Whereas, say, mountain biking, I could still get hurt. But, like, I'm, even then, I'm not, like, bombing the downhills anymore, mm-hmm. right? I pick my way on the downhills. Mm-hmm. I attack the uphills. I But I still ride everything, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, so it, it's one of those things where unlike in my twenties, um, where my balls were bigger than my brain, hmm. um, now I run into the thing where it's like, you know, everything in life is business, <laughs> you know, what's the return on investment? What's the risk to reward, you know, and how do you hedge your bets a little bit, <laughs> you know? Um, and basically, and you'll, you'll run into this, like, uh, one of the things that I run into is with clients, um, like training clients, is I pick movements that will give you a big bang for your buck with less chance of either acute or overuse injuries, mm-hmm. right? Like if I can get you, you getting the same effect but lifting a lighter weight, yeah, there's less compression load on your spine, say with a squat, right? Yeah. Um, and even somebody that's injured... There's always a workaround. Oh, yeah. There's blood flow restriction, restriction. brands bands yeah. that can um, almost mimic 80% of your regular workout by wearing these. Using and 10 to 20% of your maximum weight. 10 to 20% of your maximum. That's pretty huge. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about something else. I, my knees were all, my one knee was really buggered up. Huge inflammation, and it was my right knee that's bone on bone. And the one thing you said to me is, Catherine, like, you need to you need to move. Get on get on the bike. Yeah, get on the bike. I'm like, but it hurts. And he's like, just get on the bike. Light um, cadence. Some, yep, pump some fluid through. Yeah, just pump. Get the you know fluid pumping and all that. And I had a huge regimen. I think I was stretching, you know, my quads because I you know they're so tight they um, torque my knee. I was uh, doing the hot cold therapy, like literally I was in a hot tub, sat and, you know, kneeled in the snow, back forth, back forth, like just a bunch of things to get some progress. And it started to work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was just the activity, if it was the combination of everything, but it, it, you know, and it's really interesting because it was so painful. I couldn't walk for more than ten minutes. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. I was really scared of that. That really was shocking to me because you know um, I have gained some weight since my mom. Um, geez, I think I gained up to 30 pounds since she passed away. I think I'm down to like, I don't know, 20, 25, something like that. It fluctuates out on holidays. <laughs> um, so I'm working on getting it back down. So I would say that, you know, the muscle is still there. The strength is not as much, but it's still good. Um, I'm always stronger than I think. And, but the weight's there and the movement's been less. So these are the things that I was, where I was at, but I found that the exercise made things better. Yeah. And, um, just on the, the bit on the knees, I ended up doing cortisone shots in my knees mm-hmm. with lubricant because we were going to fucking Disney. <laughs> and that's guaranteed a lot of walking. <laughs> yeah, it was 18,000 steps, I think. Uh, anyways, um, so I was really, uh, concerned about that because <laughs> it was just a month before that I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Or two months. And then, then and then I thought, okay, I'll try this. And it worked. It took away the inflammation. And I had my knee braces and I exercised. And then we went to Mexico. Uh, I had another trip. And then my other knee buggered up because I was walking a dog. And I think the cartilage in between my knees got caught. And it was just like that for days, actually for quite a bit. And I was concerned about that with Mexico. But anyway, um, so at this point, I actually bought a cane because mm. I was actually having trouble walking. Yeah. And so, and I would wear my knee braces and I just, I knew I had to lose the weight. The weight would make a big impact. So we went to Mexico and I ended up walking 18,000, 15,000 steps a day. And I think the combination of the heat, it kind of, the issue um, of the meniscal tear just um, caught between my, I, I believe that's what it was. We're still checking that out, but it's gone now. I think it just worked its way out. And, um, you know, heat heat therapy i think i think the combination of the heat lots of activity uh we did a lot of like snorkeling so there's all the kicking but against no real resistance Mm -hmm. right you know very light resistance lots of rest um you know a lot of hanging out in hammocks on the beach or (laughs) just relaxation (laughs) you know yeah but it's one of those things like if you think of it like like i loved I'd never been to an all-inclusive resort before. Oh, we this en- was fun. Yeah, yeah. We, we ended up going because Catherine's knees were buggered. And what we'd originally had planned was to go on a bike tour in West Virginia. Well, that, West Virginia is all mountains. So if you got fucked up knees, climbing uphill on a bike for hours at a time yeah, was not... Yeah, no, flat, yes. Yeah. But that would have been boring for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so we ended up going to an all-inclusive. And it's like, my thing is like, ah, well, it's not the most adventurous thing in the world, but fuck it. The drinks are included. Let's have fun. <laughs> um, and we, we had a great time. Like, the weather's beautiful. Oh, like, super chill. You know, relaxing. It, 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 and one thing that was kind of cool for me, and this actually translates into kind of cool for you guys, uh, was uh, I, because they had a gym there um, with normal gym stuff, right? Like the barbells and the Smith machine and the leg press. and We haven't done this in years. Yeah, like I hadn't been using any of that shit in years. So it was just like, okay, I'm a bodybuilder. You know, so I did push-pull legs, push-pull legs, push-pull legs. We were there 10 days. I got nine workouts in. Um, and <laughs> one, it was, one day it was just like, oh, my stomach don't feel too well. Yeah. 
Didn't want to crap all over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, but ran into the thing where, where uh, then it led me to think, okay, well, how do I do bodybuilding workouts with kettlebells? Um, you know, like specifically, like, like within the parameters of what hypertrophy training are, is. Um, and so it's kind of cool because I've come up with like a whole hypertrophy, like muscle building, bodybuilding program for kettlebells. Mm-hmm. But I've been doing the last month since we've been home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty bomb diggity. It's like a half hour a day. Six mm-hmm. days a week. Yeah. Uh, and but, but I thought what I thought was super impressive was, and you did too, was when you went back to the gym, of course, you go back and see what you can do. Yeah. What has your training got you? You're stronger now than you've ever been. Not uh, ever oh, been, but, but since you and I have been together. Yeah. No, but since you and I were powerlifting yeah. for a good three years, which was pretty good and consistent, yeah. you are stronger now from your home gym workouts with kettlebells, bands, yep. basically, than you were when we last left at the gym. Doing barbells, yeah. That's pretty awesome because, I mean, that was significant weight yeah. that you were, you know, pressing and... and Squatting and... And everything. And it's, and it's not... And a lot of those movement patterns are pretty strict. Like, you can only do them one way. Yeah. The thing with kettlebells, it's a fluid motion. Mm-hmm. So you get... You hit all the muscle... In between. Like basically all the stabilizers. Yeah. There's nothing that's being neglected because yeah. you have no choice because of the way you're moving it yeah. to cat, to touch on all that. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, one of the things that was cool with it is like I, I hadn't deadlifted, like touched a barbell in years mm-hmm. and uh, it was easy to deadlift 315 for, for five sets of five. Like uh, my issue. Do you remember what you did before? Um, basically, uh, I would. We we had periods, right, where I would yeah. go heavier than that. Yeah. But because the conditioning is better, I I could do like five with three fifteen. Yeah. For one set. Yeah, or see anything. Not just deadlifts, but more so other stuff. Anything over five was cardio to yeah. us at that point. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, when we were powerlifting. Yeah. You know, but but it was one of those things. Like I I could pull heavier weight, and I, when here I just didn't go heavier, but I could have. Um, but also, it's a thing. I had no belt. Mm. I was doing it in sneakers without you know wasn't using my thin deadlifting shoes. Yeah. I had no chalk, no nothing, um, and it was easy yeah right you know so it's just one of those things where it's like ah that's pretty cool (laughs) well it's nice to know that you know with the minimal equipment that we have and that it 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 works yeah well and bear in mind too um because the heaviest we have is a pair of 70 pound kettlebells yeah i've not done anything heavier than 140 pounds Mm -hmm. uh in three years Mm-hmm. And you've just added volume, yeah, and, and also movements. and the more complex movements, yeah. Because if you're doing mm-hmm. cleans versus just a deadlift, mm-hmm. um, you know, or double kettlebell swings, mm-hmm. you know, they all have just a different component. Like they magnify yeah. the weight. And so it was about two years ago that you started with kettlebells, or two and a half. No, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. We went full time so kettlebells. And what did you start off with when you were doing double? Double was a 
pair of uh, 24 kilo. Okay, so you went from 24... To 32. To 32. So 28 and then 32. Um, so basically went from like 52 to 70 mm. per hand. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm pretty happy with that. But of course, you didn't just start doing doubles. You did singles. Yeah, because we, when we started, we only had a 45 pound. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And remember, that's where I was coming back from that shoulder issue, like the impinged shoulder. Mm-hmm. So when we started, I had a hard time pressing a 45 pound kettlebell. Mm-hmm. Like, particularly with my left arm. Yeah. Um, you know, the right was no problem, but the left was all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so to get to the point where I can do, you know, in a, in a workout, do 50 reps. Mm-hmm. You know, like multiple sets. In a half hour? Yeah. Um, yeah. Of clean and press with a pair of 70s. Mm-hmm. With no shoulder pain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. You know. Yeah. And and then the plus is compared to like three years ago, I'm filling out my t-shirt a whole lot better. You the, are. The, the belly the belly's not stretched out <laughs> the and, the shoulder, and the yeah. shoulders are. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, so obviously like the, the cosmetic part came along. Yeah. Right. Which is if you lose fat and build a little bit of muscle, you you look better. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. But you also feel lighter. You start now. You start jogging and running. And he's pulling a tire for his birthday. I got him a, a harness. A harness with a big long, uh, just a regular car tire. Yeah. This and then you've got the kids doing it too. And neighbors are like, uh, "Is that punishment?" <laughs> yeah. Did, did they do something wrong? <laughs> no, they're just training. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so this is basically explaining where we've been uh, and, you know, sort of what you can expect to see a little bit in the future. Um, uh, and then if anybody wants to reach out, if you've got fitness questions, um, winstonchaos at gmail.com. Uh, that's my personal email. Why? Why not live wild? Everything goes... But we don't have a, an email address for it. All right. That's fine. Okay. Um, someday we will. <laughs> but you know, what was the issue? Everything stays with the business. But how... Okay, what's the email address for Live Wild? I was just thinking on our website they can drop... Like the, like people go but, to the website. But, uh, but they can't send an email. Right, like it's kind of convoluted. They can't send an email. People send emails all the time. They don't. They send the contact. They, you know, it. it they, they put messages in there. I know, but then they got to find it. Okay. But. That's fine. Don't worry about this. I'll just delete this part. Okay. Um, I'll edit this part out. Don't okay. Worry about so where are we? So just repeat that. You got a question. Yeah, so if you guys have any questions, um, my email address is winstonchaos, C-H-A-O-S, at gmail.com. Um, I am happy to answer your questions. Uh, you know, we want to start... Catherine and I had actually talked about a thing about, like, making Waterloo Region... <laughs> this was sort of separate. Oh, yeah. Making Waterloo Region the healthiest region in Canada. Yeah. You know, we, we had this idea. Um, it was sort of about with the Hospital Foundation and stuff like that, but... You know, we thought it'd be kind of a cool project. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what I want to do, start with, is let's make our listeners 
the healthiest people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, we, we, we can help you. Yeah. And that's sort of the thing. Like it, you have to do the work, but we have simple approaches like, you know, you just do it. And uh, a yeah. lot of it, with, a, with a minimal investment, you can do it at home. Yeah. You know, I, so I think what's going to be coming out next are things like um, how to build your home gym. We'll revisit that. Probably mm-hmm. some downloads or some ebooks or something around that if you want all the details. Yeah. Um, I think that, um, you know, getting us on live webinars and you guys can come in and ask us, you know, we'll talk about specific things, but or we could uh, have uh, some live Q&A. Yeah. Um, I've also thought about the idea of just having like monthly community um, sessions for mm-hmm. members, you know, where people can ask questions and, you know, pick our brains. Yeah. Right. I think the big thing um, I'm a big advocate for is just because I've always struggled with this is just the motivation and what managing your environment. Mm-hmm. Right. Successfully um, doing things that work so that you can implement your plan yeah. and execute it um, versus. Winston's iron well which I don't think a lot of people have well to me Ryan's doing well yeah but I know that him coming here keeps him helps him yeah yeah but but here's the thing that I want everybody to think about do you want to be able to pick up your grandkids and play with them do you you know uh, want to get up out of a chair you know do you want to Elvis it and die on the toilet um don't do a bunch of recreational drugs. Um, you know, but but it, it's those kinds of like hard things that nobody wants to sort of really think about, right? But like picture yourself in those situations. But they should think about it. They should look at their health today and how it's changed. Yeah. Like are you those, as... Are, those are motivation. Are you as good as you were 20 years ago? Right? And if the answer isn't yes or I'm better, right? Then you run into that thing like... I, I, it's so preventable, <laughs> you know, and it's, and you can turn it around. That's yeah. what we're talking about. And at any point, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it's one of those things, it's like, get a bit of a pump, work up a bit of a sweat, breathe a little bit heavy, you know, hug your wife, hug your kids, have a good mental health. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Be more confident. You know, yeah. look better in your underpants. Unless you go on the beaches that are underpants optional. <laughs> then don't forget your sunscreen. <laughs> and on that note, uh, I am Winston. I'm Catherine. And uh, don't forget to work hard. And play dirty. <laughs>